0: Welcome to Season 1, Episode 7 of Burn, Built, Made. I'm Patrick. And I'm Jeremy. And uh, Sally Cat is smelling the microphone. Uh, so, um, here we are. It's uh, November 16th, 2019. <laughs> Get out of there, Sally.
1: <laughs> Just lay down. She's
0: clawing at the tripod. Oh, and now I'm going to
1: need the... She's gonna need the tripod, but you know, you may get some purring in this. Too, which, <laughs> oh, that if it's ev- any evidence of how great our podcasting is, the cat approves. The cat does approve. So, what are we? What are we discussing on this episode?
0: I was hoping to cover something that a lot of people could relate to. We could narrow that down to uh, furniture and objects in the home. As you may recall from a couple episodes ago, uh, Jeremy's building a house, and um, it is a open
1: concept, would you call it? Yeah, I would call it a semi-open concept. Okay. We do have a divided-off bedroom and bathroom, but other than that, I would say, yeah, generally open concept.
0: The kitchen and the living room and kind of the entryway are sharing a similar... They're sharing a ceiling, anyway. Um.
1: Yep, it's pretty open, yeah. And, uh, yeah, kind of the centerpiece to the whole thing is gonna be the kitchen island, dividing the kitchen off of the uh, living area, if you will. It's gonna be a main a main focus, I guess.
0: Kitchen islands, um, what, what kind of kitchen situations have you experienced in the past uh, living around?
1: Well, I guess it's hard, you don't necessarily notice at least I don't necessarily notice the good things. Which maybe we, we may have covered this the last time. You don't notice how great, like, oh, this kitchen works so well because you don't run into each other. You don't notice things like that. What you notice is, you know, oh, this dishwasher opens and then two people can't cross paths. So I guess the things that I have noticed are things about kitchens that I don't like. And that is a big one. When you open the dishwasher and then no one can walk around is a big problem, right, so you've opinion. taken
0: these uh pain
1: points right and avoided them in your design in your kitchen design Well, I mean it remains to be seen how good of a job we've done at, at avoiding them, but I'd like to think that we have adjusted the space in such a way that it allows for multiple people in the work area uh and an ease of access to things like the refrigerator for example that gets accessed all the time. Um, We tried to put that at one end maybe the end that people would be kinda congregated around so that it's easy for somebody to get a drink or whatever out of the fridge but not interrupt the people that are cooking.
0: And is that uh,
1: a standard like bifold or double door fridge? Honestly I don't know. Uh I I think I think what devany I'm not sure if Devney has been introduced on the podcast Devney is my future wife.
0: Well <laughs> oh, <laughs> current significant other
1: uh but future wife. Um and she definitely is going to have more of a part of that than me. But I believe she wants a ref- refrigerator on top and freezer on bottom. Okay. With the two doors. Okay. Two doors, the top and the bottom? Or two doors on top? Two doors on the top and then one big drawer is the freezer on the bottom. Gotcha. Is there
0: any opportunity for two drawers on the bottom so that you don't have to dig through things?
1: I think that the way it works is one big drawer pulls out and then inside of it there's two sliding drawers. Okay. I believe. But we haven't really super seriously looked at appliances. That's coming uh, next spring. Yeah. Probably. Three months from now okay best case but uh yeah so
0: yeah uh pain points in the kitchen uh for me you could cover all of those by saying small kitchens yeah Um, that's true small kitchens and or not enough space to open things uh i grew up with it's not a kitchen island necessarily it or at all um it's just a small kitchen and, and that definitely gets in the way if you open the fridge it blocks access to the entryway of the house. (laughs) Yeah. There's, there's some issues.
1: Um, but the best use of the space was made. Maybe I, I don't know at the time. Yeah. At the time. I Yeah. When the house was built in the eighties for economy of materials, I'm sure. And, and the space. And
0: I want to say when you were very little, the kitchen that you grew up with was even smaller than
1: that. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. Um, it was yeah. almost like a galley kind of yeah. kitchen in the du- or in the uh, Hudson Falls house you're talking the about, Hudson, right? Yeah, I was talking about Hudson
0: Falls. Yeah. yeah.
1: The other thing too is, as I mean, of course, as time goes on, people that are designing kitchens or anything really, they learn. You know, it's an evolving process. Right. Technology gets better, but also our understanding of of spatial design. Right, and the people interacting. I think nowadays, dare I say, nowadays more than 50 years ago, there's two people in the kitchen, whereas maybe there used to be perhaps only one or or not as often two. Right. God forbid uh, both partners do a little work in the kitchen. Right. Right. Well, I think that's happening more now, and and that makes it all the more important to have better use of space, even if you don't have the biggest space to work with, which we certainly don't. But yeah, you got to make good use of it, definitely.
0: So the house that you spent a lot of time in as a conscious adult that that has a pretty big kitchen island.
1: Right. Yeah, and I I think when Devin and I were designing our kitchen, in fact, I I shouldn't say I think we did, we were here, we measured, we measured things about the kitchen that you're referring to. Not that we based our design around it, but we took a lot of things from it into consideration. And I, I just might add that I in particular have the luxury of being in so many people's houses delivering furniture that I get to see a lot of different arrangements and it really helps when you have that kind of pool to pull from. That's when true. That's like walking them. into a magazine of right home designs. Of relatively new home designs. Right. So it, it definitely helped. Well, we could we could go on all night about the about the design of it, but Devony had more good ideas for that than I did. So is this going to be
0: one of the, one of the ones that you see on Pinterest, uh, uh, in which you open up a cupboard and there's just a stairway down into a secret cellar?
1: <laughs> hey, there could be some things like that. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm, toying with the idea of, of putting in some LED, lighting in the cupboards that's activated by a switch on the door, on each door. So you open one door and it turns on the corresponding lights. I think that would be kinda neat. That is a snappy idea. I know uh our friend Cole, Cole. Uh, he did make a
0: suggestion about closets, about um a microwave style light yeah. switch. As soon as the door is open, the light turns on. As soon as the door's closed, the light turns off. Right. And that way you can't ever leave it on. That's true. Energy. You can't leave it on, um, although you do run the risk of uh, wearing out that switch over time if it is a physical like lever. A <laughs> lever. Yeah. Right.
1: Button type, what was yeah. that?
0: How does that sound go? <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, you know. Right. Yeah, there's, well, definitely mechanical things and that could go wrong. But How big is this island? Uh, we haven't nailed it down 100%, but I'm thinking about 4 feet wide, or 4 feet deep, excuse me, and 12 feet long, roughly. That's enough to have a party. Enough around. to have a party, yeah.
0: I mean, that's that's a that's a big table, even, to sit around, if right. you were to sit around it.
1: We anticipate sitting at the island
0: most of the time. I would assume uh, only two sides are going to have a giant overhang.
1: Um... Again, we haven't nailed that down, I don't think, but I was picturing three okay um three sides with the overhang. those sides would have stonework that that would, those three would be the outside that you can see from the mm-hmm. the rest of the open room. they would have stonework, and then the kitchen side, if you will, has drawers, recycling um organization garbage well, so are those drawers gonna be four feet deep mm I was picturing as deep as a rubber made container, okay, but they could be four feet deep. I mean that stonework that whole side could
0: open for some kind of uh long term storage uh, maybe true. um maybe seasonally appropriate kitchenware true um true crock pot, that kind of thing that don't don't necessarily get used every day
1: right, maybe we would have to set up some panels. Because a 12 foot by 3 foot piece of stone it's going to be pretty heavy. That's true. But maybe three doors or something. Three three stone veneered doors. Boy, Cole's going to have his work cut out for him. <laughs> With the stone work. Good luck, man. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, if he's listening. I think he probably is listening.
0: I don't know. I don't know. We should talk about some cars. See if he mentions it. <laughs> yes. Kid loves cars.
1: Kid Trucks. loves cars. So I'm curious, what are your thoughts if you are setting up a kitchen, I know we've discussed possibly you building a house sometime, maybe. What would you incorporate into it that we haven't maybe?
0: Well, this may come as a shock to my parents and siblings if they listen, but I have often thought about uh, renovating my parents' kitchen space because it is not really set up to have company. Um, it's not really accommodating uh, to more than one or two people at at a time, uh, I I would really be interested in a double drawer dishwasher, so that oh. one could always have dirty dishes, and the other one could be clean, and then you would never have to put your dishes away. They could. Oh, they, <laughs> <I'm> just, <laughs> this is said from from Patrick Freiburn. Yeah, um, that would eliminate the need for cupboards yes Uh, boy now we're getting into a super efficient design to, uh, to uh to be fair i've lived as a bachelor my entire adult life and uh this concept would probably not be accommodating to large groups or a partner or children or
1: uh but in an efficiency
0: situation
1: that's a great um, idea, honestly. I mean, in all seriousness, because who needs to put the stuff away only to take it back out if you're right. only one person? Right. I mean, do you make your bed? I, I sure as heck don't. <laughs> do you sleep in it again at night right. after you do?
0: Right. I mean, that's maybe that's kind of gross, but... I mean, why why,
1: why even <laughs> wash dishes? <laughs> oh, no. You're just going to put food on them again. <laughs> you yeah, um, have a little bit of hygiene issues there, but... well. I have been known to use a bread knife more than once without sure. washing it. Sure, actually, yeah. Bread knife is a good, good example. All right, yeah. so the efficient dishwasher.
0: I don't know. Uh, they also make drawer-style microwaves, and I'm not sure I see the benefit to that besides hiding the microwave among the rest of your drawers yep. Um, and uh,
1: emptying your wallet if your wallet's too heavy. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the more obscure appliance-type type thing devices are... Really expensive compared yeah. to their normal counterparts. I haven't looked at them at
0: all. So we'll say a microwave is 100 bucks for a mid-range microwave.
1: Right. And then you talk about a drawer microwave and it's like 1500 <laughs> or something completely. I mean, that, just an example is, is wall ovens, right? We've been looking at wall ovens. Daphne really wants a wall oven that has a side swing, swinging door, like a microwave door. I've right. never even heard of an oven that does that. Well, but it makes so much sense when you think about it. You don't have to reach over the hot door right. to put your stuff in. That's a good point. It's a safety concern. It's a safety concern. It's from an ergonomic perspective. It makes sense. But normal wall oven, you know, 549 on sale at your local home improvement warehouse. Side swing door oven... Thirty five ninety nine. <laughs> Holy cow! Available nowhere.
0: Right, you have to special order it from the company that makes it. Yeah, direct to consumer. Right, it
1: just yeah. When you get off the beaten path, it seems like well, stuff um, is just outrageous. As a, a an aspiring and or amateur
0: maker, I'm gonna venture out there and say that we could probably finagle a side swinging wall oven. <laughs> Granted, it may not be the prettiest. Uh, appliance in the kitchen. I would agree. Um, we could probably make it happen, though. Mm-hmm. To build on your question earlier, uh, I'm moving away from appliances, but I would someday like to build a fleet of tiny houses just for fun, and or convert a school bus or two. And something that I've been lingering on is to increase the, maximize the space that that it can be used, especially in the summertime. Uh, you put a deck off one side. And then the kitchen, the kitchenette area, against one wall, could have a garage door-style door. Right? And that would just yeah. open up to the deck. That's a great idea. And whether it's a tiny house, a bus, or even a barn with a grill on, yeah. the, on, a, on a deck somewhere, I think that would be a great use of space and a, a really fun way to connect the inside of the of the... Venue is the wrong word. Um, Inside in the style? space. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. With outdoors.
1: With, uh, with the outdoors,
0: whatever's happening out there.
1: That's how, you know, the Druthers in Saratoga, that's how they're like the front part of their building where the bar is, and then the first half of the L shape, those are three garage doors that open. Do those go all the way to the ground? Yes. They so go that all the way to the ground. That
0: whole thing becomes a like a beer yep. garden. Yeah, oh yeah. In the summer. Yeah.
1: Wow. it's really neat it's exactly what you're describing right. i mean on a bigger scale obviously but right the doors are really nice so when they're closed they are it's nice woodwork on the inside or whatever mm-hmm. but yeah it's a great idea and was that building intentionally built that way or did it used to be a garage of some some kind uh, i have no idea i cannot imagine that it was intentionally built that way no that's Actually, true it's
0: right on the Main drag, and yeah. there's no way to drive into that courtyard. Right, yeah, yeah. No. So this this bar is set back from the road maybe 150 feet. Yeah, and the entrance. So Main Street in Saratoga, you're walking along, and it's these little tiny shops, and there's a little, little tiny gate. You yep. walk through that gate, and it's this giant triangular courtyard. Right. Um, Opens and this, right building, this building is on the back back uh, side of that triangle. Yeah, that's
1: interesting. If anybody's looking for a the best place to eat dinner in Saratoga and have a sour beer, Druthers is the place to go. This is a big talk. Man, shout, <laughs> not, out, to,
0: shout out to Druthers, guys. Not, we're not sponsored. We wish we were. Yeah, we are not sponsored, but a little beer cheese and some pretzels would go a long way, let me tell you.
1: <laughs> <clears throat> so I have, I have a question for you that I thought of earlier today, and this is going to take some thought. And the question is, Patrick at Burnbilt, what is your favorite tool Wow. Uh, you are, man. (laughs) No, no, wait a minute, wait a minute. (laughs) Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let me
0: take that back. Let me turn this microphone right (laughs) off. Um, I mean, the band comes to mind. (laughs) A little, uh, Maynard James Keenan action. You know, they, they waited 13 years, built up the suspense, and oh man, the suspense, across the world. Yes. And then released their most recent album, which, uh, it's very politically uh, motivated. Um, <laughs> Sally, stop with the microphone. <laughs> the cat here has decided that the microphone is a chipmunk, and it
1: deserves to be played with. we got to remove the cat from the situation. Um,
0: so, uh, Jared, I think it's tough, to, it's tough to just name a tool, but I can tell you it's not the router. <laughs> I've had... <laughs> <laughs> it's not a router. Okay. I have had a mild fear of routers mm-hmm. since uh, since my mother and I cleaned out this church parsonage, which is like the place where the preacher's supposed to live. Um, but our, this was like debunked, and we were tasked with uh, with gutting it when I was about 14, and we found an old router. And I turned it on without knowing what it was or what it did. It was loud, and it bounced around the floor on its blade. Oh and, and, boy! Uh, I ended up having to unplug it from, yep. and dug up the floor of the barn. Man, <laughs> so I've got a little bit of router trauma that uh... <laughs> that you don't care to relive. Granted, I did use it in a recent project, the uh, jewelry bench, uh, jewelry uh, design bench build, um, and I used it to create a, a channel to keep beads from rolling off the table, from rolling off the workstation. Oh, mm-hmm. So like a little gutter, and uh, and it worked fine. My router skills are kind of lacking. Well, but that just you just need practice. Just need practice. Just need to stop being afraid of the tool. Yeah.
1: Well, a certain amount of fear probably not a bad thing. That's true. I mean, healthy Definitely. respect for the router. Right. So we've covered what's your not, and I, I I bet I can guess what your second not favorite tool is, after our adventures this evening. Uh, so uh, we were over at Jeremy's up-and-coming house this
0: evening, and uh, he's running some, what is that? Pex tubing. Pex tubing, which carries water. Yes.
1: Uh, Hot and cold water. Hot and cold water.
0: In the master bathroom, and he had to go through a few studs with three separate tubes uh, in two directions, over to the on-off valves, and then back to the shower heads what are you talking you're talking about the drill
1: yes i was talking about the whole hog so so the whole hog (laughs) can you describe it for me um well they call it a stud and joist drill and this is the
0: this is the yellow tool company
1: yes the yellow Yellow and black the yellow and black the old yellow and black um also made by the red the red and black tool company is whole hog stud and joist drill is the yellow and black so it's just a uh, geared. It's just a right angle drill, a very heavy duty right angle drill that is geared down significantly. Um, so it has a lot of torque to turn the self-feed or auger bits. But it's not a fun. It's not a fun experience at all. Well, so the things that I noticed about this right away
0: were it has like a, a torque handle, so that you don't rip your wrist off mm-hmm. um, if it bites too hard. And that's sticking off one side, and then you've got the bit sticking out the front, and then off the back there is like a shovel handle. Yeah. Um, which really there should be a big shoulder pad back there, <laughs> so, so you can put some weight into it. Yeah. Um, it's very. And odd. then you've got the cord coming off the bottom of the thing. It's like it's like carrying this giant steampunk contraption around. Yeah. And a 30-pound contraption at that.
1: was right. not a light piece. No, it's lousy it's lousy you want to do the minimum amount of that as possible yeah definitely but it has to be done makes alternatively i don't know what you would do possibly uh i don't know i don't even know a hole saw but it would suck yeah the whole try saw and, would take forever on a normal drill it would take forever oh yeah so this wasn't a hole saw
0: and it wasn't a forstner bit it was a self feed a self feed hole bit it eats up all the wood it does not spit out a cylinder afterward right it just chips away the wood yeah and it's it worked so far as the self-feed went and then as soon as the uh the center of the bit
1: the screw part of the bit made it through the other side of the wood the whole thing just stopped (laughs) right then you got to really put some muscle into it yeah it's a hassle yep so that might be my second least favorite Um, (laughs) but back to the original question (laughs) Was Patrick, at Burnbilt, what is your favorite tool? If there's just one thing that you are always... My mitts. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, I'm just quoting Mickey
0: Rourke from Sin City. Um, No, I mean, my favorite tool is probably... uh, When I was in college, I bought myself a Black & Decker drill. And it was weak, and it was... I mean, it looked kind of fancy, but it was cheap. It was maybe 30 bucks, And it came with a lithium-ion battery, and 12-volt, and a charger. And I used the heck out of that thing. And then uh, after college, Dad bought me my first uh, black-and-white. Ah. See, also, teal and black-and-white drill. And that was a little heavier-duty. It felt nice. It had this comfortable rubber grip. And I used it for everything. I used it for everything from 2012 through 2019. And then I bought a successor to mm-hmm. that. And I'll tell you what, you know, everything from, from drilling through metal to polishing my headlights, like, Cute. got a lot of use out of it. I even uh, took the mold off the grout in the shower with that thing. Like, <laughs> like you can get a lot of use out of a drill. And then my runner-up favorite tool is a vise. I definitely, I mean, there's a little bit of, like, visual, you know, like, ooh, that's a nice vise. The aesthetics. Yeah, the aesthetics. Mm -hmm. But you can get a lot done with a vise
1: and a drill. Definitely. How about you? Do you have a favorite tool? I do. By far, it's the little little impact, the little mini impact drivers. I can't imagine how anybody functioned without those things, because you can just drive these giant screws that otherwise would be a a huge chore and they just just eat them up i just love the i'd love the little impact that's true
0: and uh the yellow and black tool company makes i i mean maybe more more companies but they make a hex bit a drill bit that fits in there that so if in... you really had to you could use it for everything yeah yeah that's yep. true you know i drive those uh i i really love those Uh, timber ties those headlock yep timber ties Um, definitely and uh and that little impact driver
1: is just perfect for that it's you know it it sends those things right through yep anything no no clearance hole no pre-drill nothing just and they hold like a son of a gun yeah i mean the impact driver by far if we're going to get sponsored by someone uh with a consumable what
0: would you want a consumable like a throwaway item you're saying a throwaway item or an item that that you use and then it's used oh boy i mean it could be uh, fasteners or it could be saw blades
1: could be i would say i would say drill bits drill bits because there's nothing i like better than a new drill index full of sharp drills you know i i don't know i'm a big fan of that i always try and keep my drill index full any particular uh, material those drill bits would be made of? They call them black and gold. I don't know what the material is. I guess it's not definitely not titanium. It's Maybe not the cobalt? black carbide. No, they call them black and gold. I don't know. What, I don't know what material it is. I guess I'll have to check but that out. I've had from uh, from the yellow and blue from Irwin. I was, was going to say is... I'm not really familiar with his <laughs> yellow and blue, but Irwin. now that you mention it, but I was yeah. thinking uh, Irwin.
0: So I was thinking to be sponsored by with a consumable timber ties
1: oh boy all day if that was if that was an option heck yeah because those puppies are expensive they are pretty mackerel you use those so I
0: I've used timber ties um, in my loft beds project Uh, I built several bookshelves a coffee table a lot of stuff yeah and and they look great like they're these big beefy black metal hardware Uh, this is also not
1: an ad <laughs> but it also is in a way because yeah, because they're so great. Because they're so great, yeah. Yep. I bought two buckets of timber ties when we were framing the house, and just put them anywhere that I was wondering if a fastener was strong enough. I was just said, well, I'll just sink some timber ties, and then you know it's strong enough. Yeah, I'm a huge fan. That's great. It's again, it's one of those things that makes you wonder. Before timber ties lag bolts and well, washers right
0: before timber ties lag bolts and washers. and what do <sighs> lag bolts and washers make you think of i think of going to to the helpful place oh yeah um and like picking out the right size and making sure you had the right the right socket for it right yeah and and, ratchet uh, and socket Yep. and yeah and then you get over there and and ratchet and socket ratchet and socket brrr, dun,
1: brrr, dun, brrr, dun, yep. dun, forever forever and then half the time the darn things will still strip yeah yeah timber ties where it's a, if Fasten Master is listening, yeah, you know, we Master. are accepting, we're accepting donations. <laughs> that covers the tool section, I guess.
0: This was, I mean, this was a pretty productive episode, I think.
1: Yeah, we um, covered a lot of ground. We covered a lot of ground, and
0: it felt a lot more organic than the last episode.
1: I think speaking around a microphone takes a little bit of getting used to. Oh, it sure does. You kind of just have to ignore it and kind of pretend it's not there. Just sure have a does. normal conversation.
0: But I'll tell you, the, I'll tell you what. Sally the cat has no problem being around the microphone. No, she doesn't. She loves it. Maybe some catnip spilled on this mic. What do you think, <laughs> Sally the cat?
1: It's possible. What do you think? I'm gonna get a lot of. Yeah, you can probably hear the ambient purring in the background. Is she? <laughs>
0: So this has been uh, this has been season one episode seven lucky number seven of uh, burn built made and I was really excited and uh, happy to have uh, my cousin Jeremy on the podcast this week happy to be here my friend yep. looking forward to the next one and uh, just the normal shout out to AmpleTunes.com for our bumper music and we will have to catch you uh, during the holidays holidays are
1: coming right up all right well, uh, yeah, Take it you easy. on the next one. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers.
0: Uh, this is Patrick from the future jumping in here. Uh, it's five days later, and I just wanted to uh, throw in a little plug. Um, my most recent video is up on YouTube. It is uh, uh, an amateur attempt at making a bread knife. So if you want to go watch me struggle with the angle grinder um, and uh, the Dremel and uh, get epoxy all over the place, go to YouTube and check that out. Uh, just look for Burn Built Bread Knife. Um, thanks for listening to the podcast
1: what is your favorite tool wow uh you are man <laughs> no no wait a minute wait oh, a minute oh, <laughs> oh whoa, whoa. Well, let me take that back um, turn this microphone right <laughs> off <laughs>